0: Welcome to the AcuSprout podcast, where it's my mission to help new practitioners of Chinese medicine navigate from school to career. I'm Stacy. I'm an acupuncturist and herbalist, podcaster, coach, and creator of magical networks. Be sure to check out all four pillars of the podcast where I cover case studies to sharpen your clinical skills, Mindset Mondays to support your mental health, New practitioner interviews to prove that you are not alone and all things business from launching your practice to negotiating your pay if you choose to be an employee. This podcast is made possible by our sponsors. So if you would like to support the podcast, be sure to check out the sponsors page on the website to claim your special AccuSprout offers. When I first started my practice, I was actually kind of a disaster when it came to my books. I hired an accountant who actually laundered money from another client. So I went on a quest to find a bookkeeper who really tailors to and loves working with acupuncturists. And I found Sarah at Horizon West Bookkeeping and I'm feeling pretty fortunate. Sarah offers acupuncturists and the Accusprout community a couple different packages so that she can meet you where you are. If you're new to practice, she can come in and do what's called a QuickBooks startup package for you, where you get pretty deep discounts on QuickBooks for about four months. She sets up your chart of accounts, assists with linking your bank accounts, makes sure that all the transactions are imported, and then teaches you how to use it with two hours of one-on-one training. It's a killer deal. She also offers cleanup packages and catch-up packages not catch up packages, guys, catch up packages and a monthly package, which is what I use. And I find it quite affordable and so, so, so worth it because honestly, I never since the beginning have been able to keep up with my bookkeeping. You can schedule a free 15 minute consultation with Sarah to make sure that you guys are the right fit for each other. And you can do that at horizonwestbookkeeping.com forward slash accusprout, or look for the link in the show notes. Today's episode is also sponsored by Jane, an all-in-one practice management software with helpful features to power your acupuncture practice. Jane offers flexible scheduling options that match the way you work. You have the option of offering one-on-one online sessions for initial consults, meeting in person, and scheduling staggered appointments to accommodate treating patients across different treatment rooms. Jane, how's you covered Keep the relaxation going with a seamless checkout experience using Jane's PCI-compliant payment solution, Jane Payments. You can collect patient credit cards securely through your intake form or at the time of booking with an online booking payment policy. This can also help reduce no-shows in your practice. It's a win-win. And Jane's unlimited SMS and email reminders can be sent automatically before each appointment as an extra layer of no-show protection. To learn more about how Jane's helpful features can help you power your acupuncture practice, head to Jane.app to book a one-on-one demo with a member of their team, or if you're ready to get started, head on over to acusprout.com forward slash Jane. And remember to use the code ACUSProut1MO at the time of sign up to get a one-month grace period applied to your new account.
1: My mission is to provide experience to embody the human experience through the eyes of the natural world. I try to just remember that I want to create an experience that when people come, when we have a, a meeting, they leave and they feel more embodied and walk out the door and are just more in interaction with the world. And it just feels good because it honors the medicine and the cycle of the medicine and the elements of the medicine through our senses. So, you know, sight, touch, smell, feel, and then growth, that kind of like Shen spark sort of thing. And that's the thing that that's why the constant participation, that's why, you know, the Qigong practices, that's why the breath work, that's why the, eating good food. I mean, like it, this medicine is, is like so deep, rich and phenomenal. And it is, I think the most difficult part is to bring it forward to modern life in a lot of ways where somebody does has to have to participate in their day a lot. And it's exhausting, you know, like 24 hours in a day, you think about the chi cycle and there's like something to do every hour of the day, you know, like, like Master Leo Hu oh, yeah. the, the cheese cycle with us one day, and I was like, Jesus, like, what? Are you, how are you supposed to do all that every day? That's just like any given Tuesday?
0: Welcome to the Yaki Sprout Podcast, where it's my mission to create a supportive community for new practitioners of Chinese medicine, while I give you the information and inspiration to help you grow towards your vision of success in your first couple years of practice. This is Stacey Whitcomb and I am your host. Hey, Aki Spross, welcome back. I am, of course, super excited to have my next guest. My friend Reagan Goodrich is coming on with me and she was a classmate at OCoM. We graduated together in 2017. And I'm going to give you a couple fun facts about Reagan. Four of them, to be exact. First of all, she has such a great sense of humor that she isn't going to mind that I'm going to be sharing the next three. Number one, when Reagan was just a wee child, she used to sleep with her school books under her head at night so she could absorb the information. You know what, you guys? I think it totally worked because she's pretty much a genius. Second one, actually, this is third, right? Reagan, so Reagan has this really distinct voice and laugh. And I have recordings of her galore in class laughing and talking from herbal lectures and other lectures too, because I pretty much recorded just about every class that I went to. It makes me laugh. I remember my walking commute to school and hearing Reagan laugh, and it would just crack me up every time. Great voice and a great laugh. Lastly, Reagan is like, I always choose, no matter what I do, I'm slightly competitive, and I always choose people like my rabbit. You know, like that person that's always in front of you, that's always a little bit better than you, that you're always like, dang, I got to keep up. I got to keep up. I got to keep up. Reagan, I remember sitting in class and the teacher would give you like some crazy mind blowing path and mechanism or diagnosis. And you're like, what the heck? I don't even get what she just said. And I would just silently say, it's okay, Stace. just memorize it for now. you can come back to it later. And then Reagan would be sitting there with her hand up in the air, already like, with the next question with uh, the great question, like having already processed this shit and I'm I, I loved it because I was like, oh, sometimes I would understand and sometimes I was just like mind blown, how the hell? How the hell do you process that fast? and come up with these great, great curious questions always with the good questions. So. Now, I introduce Reagan Goodrich, who is a current practitioner, owns her own practice, and we're going to dive deep into what's happened over the last couple of years. So that maybe it'll be helpful to some of the new people out there. So, welcome to the show, Reagan. Thank you. I feel honored. <laughs> I teared up a little bit with
1: what you just said. I still sleep with the pillows on or the books on.
0: <laughs> Which one's there
1: now? Well, they're like, they migrate from like a stack to the side of my bed to, I'm like, "Mm, I don't really get that. So then I'll like slide it underneath and see if I can pick something (laughs) up in the night. It's like, right now, the the one I look at the most is the Applied Channel Theory book. Mm. And
0: how do you feel about it?
1: I like it a lot. I feel like it's a really good read. I think like you can open it anywhere and just be like, wow, that's cool. And you can also probably integrate it into what you're working with that week in some way, because it's all about dynamics. Mm -hmm. And that's what this medicine is all about, is it's constantly moving. And there's like, and it's all about like interaction with us in the world and us inside our bodies. And like, and so everything is really in that relation with each other. And that has really started to sink in in some, some good ways in the past cycles
0: nice nice yeah I think about that all the time that just cracks me up which book do you have by your head now (laughs) I also have Lonnie Jarrett
1: and that I'm like a very physical like physical tactile person and some of the like nuanced emotions is like I don't even really want to go there sometimes but I feel like it's like It's all of it is like background knowledge, you know, like you put it in somewhere and your body is brilliant and will do something with it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I have podcasts running all the time. Anytime I'm doing something like washing dishes or in the house or getting dressed in the morning or, and it's always for me. Because I'm doing this business that's, you know, an online business business slightly away from the acupuncture, I always have like some podcast about online business going in the background or some YouTube channel rambling on constantly, constantly thinking. I don't, I don't always understand. I'm not sure that I'm ready for that part yet, but it's go, like you just said, like it's going in there and I'll be able to reference things when I need to, like, you know where to find it for sure. Okay. Well tell me about your practice. What's the name of your practice?
1: My practice is named Seed Acupuncture and Massage. I'm in central Portland and it's exciting because I'm at like an expansive expansion phase right now. And that's also very terrifying. But luckily I feel like courage and fear are cut from the same cloth. So you need a little bit of both both of them. And I integrate I, I work one room at a time. I work one person at a time. I work and I really like the pace and I integrate a lot of body work. It's like 50-50. I do a lot of body work with the acupuncture needles in and it is like, it's very much like an interaction. It's an experience is what I like to kind of call it. Because mm. my, my hope, I mean, because I'm at this expansion phase, I'm also like, okay, what's the mission? And and what's like I need I need the balloon string to hold on to me because I'm expanding. Mm-hmm. Or I need to hold on to my balloon string in some capacity. And I have many, many, many people in my life who hold on to my balloon string. So I'm so <laughs> so grateful for that because that's the reason I am able to be an expansive right now. And it's just like it's just really enjoyable. Like, that's kind of what I I like, like, it's hard. Yes. And it's like a lot of work and I work a lot and I'm in the room with patients a lot and I work a lot, but it's worth it. And I like it and I like the pace of it. And I feel like that was kind of one of the most important things to me when I'm like in school and being like, well, what does my future practitioner self look like? It's like, like I just needed to make it mine. And this feels like that. So,
0: so what does, what does it mean that you're in expansion? I'm just growing. Like I've, for the
1: past, I mean, you said we graduated in 2017. So, you know, we just closed up to or 2020. And that's like three years from three comes the 10,000 things. And like, it's <laughs> like, that. that it, it's just, it is that. And that's like what it feels like. And even though, you know, I'm kind of, you know, we're in the winter and we're like consolidating. There's like every sort of annual cycle is this like expansion and consolidation sort of thing. and But there's usually like kind of a, it comes in layers. So the expansion is just like, it's on the precipice. I'm taking, I have, I've just taken over the the whole office space, which I used to share with someone with an amazing esthetician who's been a friend for a long time. And she hooked it up to like throw me a bone and really like tend some fertile ground for me to like move into a successful business model. And how did um, did she do that? How did, what did that look like? She just had another room in her office that was like, and she offered it to me at like a ridiculously reasonable rate. We have worked together for years, uh, like in 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 the realm of you know bodywork and things like that. And she like she just had a, a gem in the middle of the city at like that was essentially affordable. And so I got to like be like try something without feeling like I was going to lose my shirt if
0: it yeah. didn't work. Yeah, which is key it's huge to have somebody show up in the beginning and support you in the beginning so that you don't feel like the carpet's going to get jerked out from under you. It's really, I had somebody help me with that when I first started my massage career, 20,000 years ago, they, I went into this lease space and they kind of tapered it. So in other words, like they gave me six months to get Mm -hmm. to paying full rent space amount Mm -hmm. and they made me ride up my business plan and what I was going to do to get there, which was just such a great, they, they were, it was, they were mental health counselors and they owned the building and they wanted to, I don't know, they were looking out for me, right? Like how are you, here's what you've got. How are you going to do it? You're going from zero. And, and I wrote it all up and I, I gangbusters, man, did it. And I was so grateful. I was there for I still know them. They're still very, very good key people in my life. Like it was just huge. So it is important, isn't it? To have a little bit of a leg up, so to speak. Yeah, definitely. And also
1: it's also important to remember that like the, when we all succeed, when we all succeed and, and there's like the people you had, you like sat down and thought about how to do something. And that is, the first spark in like doing something so that mm-hmm. that like accountability like accountability buddies in some way you know <laughs> you're just like that it makes it a little bit more real and yes and just having a leg up the, the like i i i count my lucky blessings every day in the way that like i have an amazing team well who's your team tell me about that I mean, I just I have amazing teachers. I like have had a path like every. I mean, teachers in every aspect of. I worked for like some serious awesome boss women who were like, mm, actually, like there's certain ways to do business, and it's not always about the bottom line. There's just like ways to care for community that like is you're you're offering a service that is an offering I just I just saw people doing things that like had a lot of heart so I was I I saw that in action so I was able to like take that in and know that it's possible I worked for somebody who showed me how to run a business Mm -hmm. like she showed me how to run this business actually for years yeah
0: like so let's you know, talk about that for a minute. When when yeah. when we were in school, I remember you were working as a con- were you working as a contractor or an employer doing massage? I was a contractor, working for an acupuncturist. Yes. And you did massage and incorporated massage into her acupuncture treatments with her patients. Yes. And did you also eventually took over her billing? Do I remember that um, correctly? Or you did some?
1: I Tried. I mean, it was like yeah. I, I it honestly I did. I I did office work mm-hmm. and I did a lot of office work and I failed at a lot of office of her office work probably that I don't even know about because yeah it was just like not I wasn't really like that wasn't really what I wanted to do, but I know that you have to do it.
0: Right.
1: So And then, like, you know, and then I'm like, oh, well, actually, I actually don't want to do this. Mm -hmm. I want to be in the treatment room. Mm -hmm. And so, and I actually think that I'm doing a bad job at this part. So you're paying me to do massage. Right. Right. I'm going to do massage.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I also recall conversations because I had had, as a massage therapist at that point, I had never worked for anybody else. I had always had this longstanding solo practice business of my own. And you and I had talks and you were like, I don't want to run my own business. I don't, I want to show up and do the work. Like I want my schedule. I don't want to have to do all of that stuff. So now you own your own practice and you're doing your own thing. Can you talk about that transition? Did you, what happened after you graduated from school? I thought you were going to go work for somebody else and now I touch base with you and you're on your own. So tell me about that.
1: Honestly, it's an hourly wage issue. That's what it comes down to because I actually would prefer not to do all the business stuff. If, you know, like I want to do the work, I want to do the treatments, you know, but our industry, the way it's set up is like you kind of like to make a a living, you, you need to kind of do both. Otherwise, you're paying someone else to do both, and sometimes you're paying someone else like too much to do both like and it it just it just kind of depends because at the time, when I, we were in school, and I like was working with the acupuncturist and an amazing practitioner, and like incredibly talented and really fun. like the whole practice was really fun. And that's why I was like, oh man, like I want to, this is fun. Like I want to work like this. But like, I, it's just like, it's just comes down to money really. It came
0: down to the money. Yeah.
1: I mean, we, yeah, I mean, and honestly, I mean, so the other practice was three rooms and you can make money doing that for sure. But then it goes back to the pace issue and the pace of practice for me was kind of like more important in like my daily joy mm-hmm. than three rooms and the same amount of money. So it's like, it, but in the, in the other way, like I would get to work with someone else. And in that form, it was like, I then move into an acupuncturist position. And then a massage therapist comes and does the bodywork part. And I'm like, wait a minute, I like to do both like and i want to do both that's like who i am i love using my hands in that way i'm not tired of it like at all so i guess long story short is i just grew into it a little bit more awesome it's true
0: it's true well i mean that is the truth though right like and i kind of when you when we talked about it when we were in school i also i like because i have experience because i've been out there because i know like Unless somebody is really willing to pay you what you're worth. And you have, you have, you don't necessarily, Reagan doesn't have a confidence problem, you know? So there's that.
1: There's that. No, that's not true. (laughs) Reagan has gone, Reagan has examined the idea of confidence and worth and like where I want to fit in in this world. And I, I, it's like, and I'm in it and it's a constant endeavor because like, what are you worth? I mean, that question is loaded. And like, what are you worth in what situation? Like, what skill set do you have? Like, if you get to be on a team, are you worth more? If you only have X amount of resources, then you're, you're worth less because you're on a team with like, however many other amazing people, you know, like if you're, it's just like the question is actually very fluid of worth. So, I mean, it just is like it's a matter of resource.
0: It's complicated.
1: Complicated.
0: Isn't this complicated, complicated as it gets? It's complicated. It is true. I think about this, this worth question often and the self-confidence question often because I left fairly self-confident, <laughs> you know? Like I was like I've done business before. I, I got this and I've had my hands on people forever. I know how to interview. I'm fully comfortable laying out a treatment plan and like I I really I'm very comfortable talking to patients, mm-hmm. you know? And so I didn't I didn't really struggle in a lot of ways that new people might struggle, but I struggled and I was so surprised with the business. I was so shocked and floored because I had succeeded in business before and I really felt like I was failing constantly and it was so painful. So do you, how, how are you feeling about the business? How is, it, how is it going for you? And what do you think is key to getting through the muck?
1: Well, I was thinking about this this morning because I thought you would ask me about something like this <laughs> and 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 just like sort of what I thought about is is that I am like I'm going back to this. I am so um grateful for like my experiences and my work experiences and and I actually had never run a business before I'd done this. But I have seen businesses that I was like, Oh, hell yeah, I like that. And they have mission statements. And they have heart and they have and they, you know, donate to community and they build community through just being there. And, and so like, the business part of like being on QuickBooks for however many hours a week, sucks. But it's, the other part where you get to like navigate in a way that like is your north star is cool and the and i am like i said so lucky i did someone else's business for exactly. a long time so i had a lot of experience so so everyone that hasn't done that is at a disadvantage for sure and i don't really recommend kind of like diving off the deep end and not knowing how deep the water is.
0: That sounds dumb. So <laughs> I think, what do you think the answer is for somebody who doesn't have experience, doesn't have, do you think that you should come out and work as a contractor and work with somebody? Like, what do you think that answer is that transition? I mean, it's personal, obviously, but for somebody who doesn't have the business background that you and I have or wasn't taught, what's, where do they start? Start with
1: asking yourself, who you are, and like what? What do you? What do you envision for yourself? Like that, we had a business sort of activity in a class where Jason had us do our five minutes, five weeks. Where do you see yourself in five years? Where do you see yourself in a year? Where do you see yourself in five years? Where do you see yourself in fifteen years? Where do you see yourself as a legacy? And. I, I think about the legacy thing all the time because that shows me kind of like who I am in, in like in the in the the game the cycle of life and it asks me the questions of like what do you have room for what do you have capacity for like how like how do you want to do it and and then you start making... Steps to do it that way. And if that means going to work for somebody, which I think is a smart thing to do, because before you can learn, like doing treatments and running a business are two completely 112% separate jobs. So if you need to learn how to do both of those things at the same time, that will be extremely difficult for you. And more likely than not, you will maybe get so frustrated that neither of them turn out very well and you quit. Which don't do that, like pick one and um go with it
0: yeah yeah i've I've thought about this a lot because I remember when I graduated the close friend of mine took a job that paid very, very little, and my heart just bled for her, like it just and I say that like my heart was so broken that she took that job, and it's really interesting because who am I to put my you know like my views or my agenda on her? she was doing what she felt comfortable with and and i watched this process for a while and it was excruciating to her but also i also watched her skills as a practitioner just flourish because she worked at a busy practice she wasn't getting paid very much but she had she has now far exceeded the acupuncture experience that i have purely because she did that and she is doing this thing i'm kind of watching from very afar She's, she's working for other people, learning the ropes, learning the things. And I'm like, that's, that's awesome. That is so cool. And I was wrong, Maria. I was wrong. (laughs) You know, she it's, it's, it's not, I don't think it's what we dream when we're in school. Like, yeah, I'm going to work for shit amount of money. We think that we're doing this thing so that we can come out and have a great living. And in the first couple of years, you're not done with the school of school of business. It's now the school of business, you know,
1: the school of life.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, it just takes time. It just takes some serious patience and grit and longevity.
1: Well, I think that longevity is kind of the key word there because this is a long game. Mm -hmm. You know, like, like, don't let don't let our like human kind of ability, like short sightedness of like friction, like just remember the expansion and contraction like it comes in waves, you know, And it like, I while we were in school, it's internet, I mean, like I was waiting tables, like, a couple nights a week and working at the acupuncture practice and and going to school like, and I would be like, Oh, man, like everybody else is out, like having fun. I don't have any time, blah, blah, blah. And but the, the thing is, is that and at the time, I was like, I was short sighted in the way of just like, Oh, man, if I die right now, I'm gonna be pissed because I'm grinding. Mm-hmm. And now I'm coming into another, I'm coming like into that other phase of like, oh man, if I died right now, that'd be all right. Cause I feel like I'm not really grinding. Like I'm grinding, but I like it. And I'm working hard, but I like it. And it's, it's, it's fun, you know, in, in some ways. It's, it's a lot of things. It's, it's more than fun, but it's, also not very fun sometimes and also it's just an experience you know like the the thing that really is 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 what I would say to new practitioners and I am a new practitioner as well I'll even preface that is that continually like coming back to yourself as your authentic self to see how do I practice this medicine because you can't mimic anyone else, although you can learn from them, and that's a gift, but you have to in some way integrate it through your own body to then give it to other people. And and that and that you have to do that all the time because otherwise it it just is like it's just not it's it's just not what it's really supposed to be. So like the new practitioners, we all need to keep coming back to ourselves and being like, all right, keep studying and being like, and how do I understand this? Like, how do I see this in the world? How do I see this in the human form? Like, what are my sort of, I don't know, and then it comes back to your North Star, like, who do you want to be? Do you want to be a person who's like, sort of like acupuncturist, who's seen 1000s of people and you can work really fast and you can do whatever. That's great. Like that then will guide your actions as to like what you want to do with your, your life. I don't know. It, it's just, it's not, it's not easy and it's not simple. It's actually very complicated. But like I said before, it it's worth it because there's nothing else to do than that. You know, like you've gone to school, you, you're
0: interested in it then like make it yours in some way. I totally agree. And I see, I think what I really love is that we've been out long enough now where you can kind of see our classmates, the people that we went to school with sort of kind of growing into it. Mm-hmm. And some people have changed so much and are just so bright and shiny or so they look, you know, they're like, wow, you really came into this. Like you really look like you're starting to get that, not the vibe, but the the momentum, I guess, would be a great way to say it. The momentum. Mm-hmm to go forward it's it's really kind of fun to watch tell me about your mission you've said this a couple times like know who you are have your mission know your legacy do you have this on your website i don't have it on my
1: website because it's mine and it's it's i my mission is to provide experience to embody the human experience through the eyes of the natural world And it's like, it makes a lot of sense to me and I don't have it on my website because I actually don't care if it makes a lot of sense to anyone else. I feel like I try to just remember that I want to create an experience that when people come, when we have a, a meeting, they leave and they feel more embodied and walk out the door and are just more in interaction with the world and sometimes it in it and the ble- the beauty of it being so broad is that it can look a lot of different ways the daily with the person sure and it just feels good because it honors the medicine and the cycle of the medicine and the elements of the medicine through our senses so you know sight touch smell feel And then growth, that kind of like Shen Spark sort of thing, change. And you see that all the time outside if you look. And so I just feel like for me right now that that has been like a good sort of coming back to point because... I I too like everyone else. Ask myself, what the hell is going on? What am I doing here? And w- w- what's the point? So,
0: very nice. So, tell me about who you attract. Then, what are your what are your patients look like? What does that look like? I have,
1: I have people. I mean, I don't. I have you know, like. A variety of ages, a variety of issues. Most people come in for musculoskeletal stuff. I really like to work on the physical, the physical realm. I like to think about like channel dynamics. So, you know, I I like, you know, I, I, I feel like I've had some cool classes in sort of thinking about midnight, midday pairs, and like, you know, clock opposite stuff. And the six confirmations and i like to think how things work together and i actually physically really like to work with physical channels and i so the people who come in the door like that too i guess i have a fair amount of like young people and i mean i'd say young people in like i mean i have some teens i have some 20s and i i really like it i like i like Vital chi, you know. Just, I mean it's really fun to work with of that age group.
0: The Ooh. openness, they're they show up on your table and you're like, Oh, you're you're eons beyond where I was at this point in life. Like I'm just, it's so inspiring to have younger people on the table. I just love them. Yeah. I worked so hard to like have this to be me. Really to have this like openness and this groundedness. I don't even know what I'm talking about. Like exactly. But, but these people come in now and, and they're wise already. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. They they already know every, like so many things that I worked so hard to figure out in my entire life. And I'm like, wow, that's just so amazing.
1: Well, I mean, I, maybe they're listening for it, you know, like they, oh, they are great. your body was telling you the whole time.
0: <laughs> yeah. Right. Exactly.
1: <laughs> I mean, I think that, yeah, like young, the curiosity, you know, I the other thing I really actually, when you say like, who are your people, I really feel like my people are participants in life. Like rarely, it's hard, it's hard to like, one of the things I really like to talk about is like, you know, that embody, like feel your feet on the ground and that sort of like awareness and participation in your like, right now presence. In my, in my hope is that will it will spark some awe for you to be like, Oh, my God, today is magic, you know, because it is like a lot of things are going really, really well for you to be standing here right now. That's the reality of the reality. So I like people who like, I mean, I, I don't say like, that's not the right word for it. But like, my hope is to attract people who want to participate in their life. And yeah. I like to be the conduit for that. But like, don't, I, I'm not going to do it for you. And I'm clear about that. Like, that's thats not me. I'm not going to like, I'm not going to be your spark
0: how are you clear do you have this conversation with your patients how are you clear about you not being responsible for them being participants in their life
1: because I I actually I had a patient this week tell me something that was really funny where I was like huh we you know I, I give them homework and they're a young person and I'm like all right like let's do a couple walks a week like they and but then like I'm like giving the homework and I'm not, and then we're still going through other stuff. So I'm not like checking in about the homework and coming back about it. And then the other day the person said to me, I was like, so how's the, how are the walks going? You know, like, how's the homework? And they said, well, you know, I haven't really been doing it. And I was like, well, why not? And they said, well, like once I realized that like you weren't really going to judge me if I didn't do it. And like, you know, like it, it, it's not going to really change our relationship. I just decided like not. And I was like, well, the reality is is that like, I don't care if you walk or not. Like you need to care if you walk or not. Like your heart wants to beat in these different ways. And like, it's not my heart. So, I mean, go for the walk for yourself. And it's not really about me, but I appreciated the honesty because I was like, oh yeah. Like, Mm. So then for the rest of the week, I was like, I'm, I mean, I didn't say point blank, like, I don't care. Mm -hmm. But oftentimes, I say, you know, no one should care. No one's going to care about that as much as you need to care about that. Mm -hmm. Because like, and that goes back to that embodiment thing, like, like, just participate in your vessel. What, What else do you have to do?
0: You guys can't see her face, but I can. And it's great. (laughs) It's just such a great topic because it's, you know, it's compliance. It's, it's, and I don't even like that word because it's a mandate, right? But it's often something that I also come upon. And I'm always curious about the language, like what's the best language to, to inspire people to participate in their own healing to participate in their own health to not just come to you to have you poke them and see them off and quote make them better but to engage them into taking steps on their own and i do similar you know my talk in the beginning when you know day 1 is this is this is us working together you know for you you're paying me for this you know but this isn't me you know this is this is you and so there are going to be times that I'm going to give you things to do or herbs to take, and that will be you participating in your own healing amongst other things, because you can find your own too, right? But but it is often that, because that mentality with medicine, quote, is like, here, you treat me and I walk away. No, I agree with you. I like to get them to participate.
1: Well, that's another thing about like kind of the the mission you know the coming back to that like well, what are you doing i i think i i i want to kind of like start to bust through that very limiting belief that like m- like you can't be you can't participate in medicine because your lack of expertise because the the per- i think that's another beautiful thing about our our medicine in the way where i'm like when somebody gets acupuncture for the first time I talk about like how I'm like, do you feel the buzz? (laughs) And they're like, yeah. And I was like, that's you. Like you're not plugged into a wall. I don't have any sort of outside sort of energy source, like pumping on this at all. This is you. I was like, isn't that cool? And they're like, yeah, you know, cause that, and then that is, and, and we always come back to that. Like I come back to it. Every time I get acupuncture, treatment I'm like oh yeah that's mm-hmm. it that's the buzz and that's the spark and that's the chi and that's like and that's your body like like shifting to find a better balance and and better isn't even the right word either it's just like it's just balance
0: homeostasis yeah
1: I mean that's not even the right word because yeah. stasis is in it home- uh, it never home- it, right you know, and that's the thing that that's why the constant participation that's why you know the qigong practices that's why the breath work that's why the eating good food i mean like it this medicine is is like so deep rich and phenomenal and it is i think the most difficult part is to bring it forward to modern life in a lot of ways where somebody does has to have to participate in their day a lot and it's exhausting you know like 24 hours in a day you think about the chi cycle and there's like something to do every hour of the day you know like like master leo hooked the the chi cycle with us one day and i was like jesus like what are you how are you supposed to do all that every day that's just like any given tuesday do not argue during pericardium time pericardium yeah (laughs) <laughs> Meanwhile, that's like seven to nine when you see your periferia.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, let's, this has been super fun. Now let's talk about a couple of things that are just the crappy, boring things that new practitioners have to do. So let's talk about your book. Let's talk about your books. What are you doing with your books? How did you get your books, your books set up? What are you using to keep your, oh, your books. books? Sorry, finance, finances, money. Mm-hmm. The thing that we all hate doing. No, probably not all of us, but most of us.
1: Okay. Stop. That, exactly. Like I know. I mean, come on. Energy, money is energy, just like everything else. And so, like to organize and orient yourself around it is not like something to be hated. It's actually something that is necessary to participate in your life. And so, I think that language is really important. It's like what you say verbally turns into vibrations then sticks into like whatever you got going on and we all know phlegm phlegm is sticky and it will grab onto things and you and it doesn't necessarily like it it, it's shoulder pain
0: this is why I love talking to you because you're like oh no spank I mean I don't mean
1: to I'm just like like oh no stay the course like yeah and don't sort of I mean it's It's like, what I use for my books is QuickBooks. And I actually have a a redundant system to ensure that I, so I try to have a redundant system that actually probably takes up more time than it should, but it allows me to double check myself Mm -hmm. um, because I don't have, I do my stuff. And so I use an EHR, Mm -hmm. And I use square appointments and I realized that square appointments is probably not HIPAA compliant, but I use it because it's really nice looking interface and people love to use it. And then it's really, really, really easy. And then I integrate the appointments into my EHR every week. And then at the end of my week and my notes are done, I then put the invoice invoices of like the CPT codes and the ICD tens and the payments and everything into QuickBooks. And I then also I use a biller and I I send all the bills out to them and I pay per claim. And then when checks come in, I sit down for an uninterrupted day every month but like ideally every couple of weeks so he doesn't pile and I go through and I put the payments into the QuickBooks and then I adjust it and then oftentimes I I still find mistakes that I've done (laughs) because I was trying to do too fast stuff and then after every quarter I now have given myself the luxury of a bookkeeper to double check my work to ensure that I haven't totally messed up. And and then they close the books for me that quarter and then I move on.
0: Okay. So we're gonna go back to the beginning. Which which EHR do you use? I use Unified Practice. Okay. And then so and then you use Square, like the POS system Square. And Square has a scheduler on it. Why don't you use the EHR scheduler with uniform
1: it's clunky and Mm -hmm. i don't like how it looks
0: and then so then and then do you store people's because you can store cards in square do you No, okay and then when you check out you check them out on square and that square reconciles over into your quickbooks quickbooks and square don't talk or oh that's right
1: maybe they do and i just don't know how to do it yet no, i do it all um manually and my checkout with covid has changed because i i like kind of reassessed how i liked like my my treatment flow during the the break that we had and one of the things that i actually don't like doing and i just it just takes up too much time. It's a little weird is taking payment at the end. Mm -hmm. So now I actually use square invoices to send it to them. I'll do the invoices either at the end of the day or like some, some other day, but like I send them an invoice and then they can pay online. And it just has kind of like worked out better for me because I don't really like to talk about money after the treatment. Mm -hmm. We've established the money situation prior, you know, so, and I just think it's a nice it for me, it just kind of like tightens things up quicker. And I'm like, all right, I'll send you an invoice. And that has been really helpful for me, because it's really tightened up the end, the end of part of the treatment. And time management is one of my always sort of uh, working on it, and I need to tighten it up a little bit more. So these are the things that I was kind of trying to
0: do. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then you also bill insurance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you're not using office ally. I do use office LA, but I don't use it. My biller okay. uses it. Okay. And so then you finish your paperwork and batch all of that. And how does that go into your QuickBooks? What do you, how, how are you saying that goes into your QuickBooks? I manually put it into my QuickBooks what does it look like cuz you haven't you haven't sent the bill out yet so there's no exchange of money yet you're putting it in your quickbooks so that you can actually double check when it comes back in
1: i use in invo- like when if you haven't been paid for something then it's an invoice okay if you so- have been paid for something then it's a statement or or it's like a i don't know it's a di- it's a sales transaction right so when you bill insurance you just have a ton of invoices open all the time Mm -hmm. and that can be confusing and that can and things can get missed pretty easily in that way too that's why the double check it with like yeah in these other ways is is, is kind of important because genius
0: though like how you say you're putting them into your quickbooks so that when you get the eob's back then you can reconcile with the eob's through your quickbooks yes definitely got you
1: you like you can't, you have to do it in the correct phases because otherwise you will miss something. Mm-hmm. And, and it's tedious. And I learned, you know, like I said, I learned at the acupuncture practice. So like, I know that I have a leg up with like looking at invoices and being like, oh, you would bill a 97810, 97811 mm-hmm. and 9714, whatever. Like you, you bill. And so then you have an invoice that says the CPT code the like whatever the other codes are, and then and then it it sits open until you get paid. But they've paid a copay, you know, so they've paid something. So mm-hmm. most most invoices end up having two payments on them mm-hmm. before
0: they're finished. Okay, that's really helpful. I think you probably just helped a lot of people. Honestly, mm. yeah, yeah. I think that that was really. I don't bill insurance. I have, like I ran a chiropractor's office many, many years ago. So I know how it works. Well, so many things have changed, but I know that there has to be a system of when they go out, you have to be able to double check when they come back in to see what's been paid, et cetera. Anyway.
1: Yeah. I think you keep the EOB and you file them Mm -hmm. in like, you file them with like, I do it by insurance company. So I Mm -hmm. have a big file that says Providence United. Blue Cross Blue Shield is paper, yeah, paper. So a lot of them. I'm trying to get more, you know, electronic with many, but but paper is all right, I guess. And
0: tell why is it important to keep the EOBs?
1: Because insurance is mucky, and you need to be clear about what you've billed and what you've gotten paid for, and what. Didn't get paid for and why. And that the EOB says all of that on there.
0: And not only that, I think sometimes if the insurance company, and I've seen this happen too, comes back and is like, oh, we overpaid you on such and such a date. If you don't have record, it's just so much easier to go back into the EOBs and pull it up and go, uh uh, no, you're (laughs) wrong. You know, yeah, here, let me take a picture of this and send it to you because you're wrong. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Okay. Well, I'm going to do a little rundown. I want to, I want to know what you're using electronically because I think that'll also be helpful. So we already established unified Mm -hmm. and then your website. Tell us about your website. Wix. Wix. Okay. And you had somebody design it for you.
1: Yep. I'm lucky enough to have a very talented designer in my family and he did a great job and he i actually really love my website because it kind of shows who i am a little bit with without like having a picture i mean there is a picture of me on it but it's 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 much more of a feeling which i'm a feeler i like other people to feel i want to invoke feelings and if they make you feel uncomfortable then maybe i'm not your person and then you'll move on from the website. Just habit. exactly
0: what you hope for with a website. You either, you attract what you want or filter out what you don't and, or what other people get. Totally agree with you. Yeah. Yep. 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 Yeah. Yeah.
1: I actually, it was funny. One of my fr- one of a, a fellow colleague who is more seasoned than us was, was perusing websites with his business, I don't know, coach, I guess. And they perused mine and the business coach said, huh that's interesting. I definitely know exactly who that person is. Yeah. And like, that's that, you know, like they wouldn't be in Then they said they wouldn't be my person.
0: <laughs> that's perfect. And I, I also like, it's very unique. And I really, I also really like it. It's very, it is you. It's really great. Can tell, tell the listeners what your website address is. My website
1: is www.seedacupuncturepdx.com.
0: And I like it because it's colorful. And it's seed, S-E-E-D, seed acupuncture, P-D-X. Yeah. Okay. Are you on social media? It's on social media. Do you do things on social media with your business?
1: I have an Instagram account and it's difficult for me to use.
0: Okay. Very good. Who do you use to purchase your supplements from? Do you sell supplements?
1: Yes. I use Golden Cabinet here in town to get Classical Pearls, and I use Lhasa OMS to, I've recently started to explore the Dr. Chen herbs. I can't remember what they, I can see what they look like, but I forget what they are called. Evergreen, maybe? Oh, I love evergreen. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's his. I I don't know. Anyway, I've recently started to explore those a little bit more, so I get those from OMS, I mean, LASA, OMS, whatever. Mm-hmm. And needles I like to get from Golden Cabinet, but they are currently out of the ones I really like. So I I need to put a needle order in and I'll probably do that through LASA uh, OMS as well. Okay.
0: Who's who's your malpractice insurance?
1: C, M, and F?
0: Yeah, that's who it is. That's yeah. who I use too. Mm-hmm. And then we already established how you use your books, QuickBooks, which is kind of pricey. Part of the game, right? Well, I mean,
1: like I said, money is energy, energy, like flows, it has to come and go like, they're like, I know that this comes from a, a place of of privilege. And like you said, a leg up, but and you I don't like the, the saying of like, you got to you got to, I don't know, spend money to make money spend money to make money. But there, the feeling of that is true. Like you can't grip it so hard that you're scared that there's not enough because I think that that, that scarcity mentality has got to go. And even though I know that like there are, there is privilege and there is like a whole lot of things like that make a person's whole picture, the, the ability to make the conscious choice of knowing that, there is enough is something that I think we all can do on the regular. And that like, even though it is a little spendy to do QuickBooks, I mean, it's like, I don't know, 25 bucks a month, 20 bucks a month. Like I don't really, I mean, it's like, you have to be organized, you know, like you absolutely have to be organized. And sometimes you have to pay a little bit of money to do that. And if you don't want to pay a little money, then you still have to be organized, but it will cost you time and you can do spreadsheets, I guess, but that sounds crazy.
0: Oh yeah. That's a bad idea because there's just too many ways that you can mess that up for sure. That's a, that's a bad idea.
1: Long story short is you need to be organized and you Mm -hmm. need to like have some deep breaths and a loose grip on some stuff. And that's just the reality.
0: Yeah. I mean, there's... It does. It, it takes money to to run a practice. Let's see here. Anything else can you mm. think of that you use or that you really love? I mean, I, I have – I think we covered all of them. Like our
1: our electronic tools?
0: Yeah, or any other tools that you use in your practice that other people might need to know about or would like to know about.
1: Mm. I don't know. I just – for all of – us that are fresh coming out I I, I think that it's, it really comes down to like resources and if you are going to come out of school and you want to just practice medicine which is what you should want to do right out of school like realize that that's where you should put your resources and that is the joy of working for someone is that They've done all that for you and you can just focus on practicing medicine and monetarily like it might suck a little bit. And in that sort of aspect, you might have to consolidate your resources a little bit and get a housemate or, I mean, get a second job. I was working. I I I mean, it sounds kind of crash to say that, but like mm. I worked. When I was building my practice of my own, I was doing massage at a at a spa here you know mm-hmm. and it was it's awesome. It was like the best case scenario like the best place to work, the like good money, great people, like all of it. but I was busy like again, I was busy like I was in school I was like waiting tables and working massage and like going to school it's just it's just you you really do need to get real with yourself with your resource level and and know that like it's gonna be hard, but it's still worth it. Like the fact that you get to do it is the gift.
0: Yes, and it is a longevity thing. I like your the way that you say that it's like seasons comes and goes, expands and contracts. And I did the same thing too when I started my practice in 2018. I also got hired at a really nice spa, and it, I have to say, like it was really fascinating. It was the first time that I ever worked for anybody. And I loved it (laughs) exactly for the reasons that you had said in school. Like it was so awesome to they're always packed and they pay really well. And all I had to do was show up and it smelled good. And it was a spa and it was easy and it took no brain power whatsoever. I just didn't have to do laundry. I didn't have to do anything. I just showed up. It was so, but, but I also earned that spot too, with the longevity of a massage career, like new people couldn't have walked into that. They were super, super like picky, picky about experience and stuff. So, but it was, a, but it was, did I expect to come out and do massage? No, I promised my little body when I started acupuncture school, I was never going to do massage again. Cause I was just destroyed, you know, my elbows and hands are tired. So it was hard, but it is also what I did. And it's a little bit of a reality. And I think, I feel like we're telling new practitioners, there's no Santa Claus at the end, you know, like there, there's not in this aspect you're you're gonna have to go back and figure out your skill set that you had before you started school and you may have to light it up again to get through so well, I mean
1: my sort of I guess question to or, or just sort of continuation of that is like why not, like you you have had like a journey to this point why would you not go back to that stuff? Like, those are your skills. You know, mm-hmm. your, your your skills as a practitioner are fresh. But you have skills as a human for, like, however many years that you've had them. And, and, and I think that I was thinking about this today as well because I was thinking, like, what is it? Like, what is it? And what it is is that you don't ever, like, shelf yourself and be like, all right, now it's this. Now I'm this. It's like, that. that's just not how it works. Like it's a continuation mm-hmm. of whatever you have got, whatever you got going on, you know? And it, it's like, that's why I say like, when you get out of school, like work for somebody in the way that you can learn a ton and get really good at like a handful of treatments that are like, like bangers. And, and you know what I mean? Like you're, you just have to get good at something mm-hmm. or you have to be passionate about something. You have to like spark something. And in it, to do that, you have to be able to focus on it. And when you're just like, when you just want to be this person that like does everything themselves, that's fine, but it sounds exhausting to me. So Like, find someone to share your load with and who will teach you. I mean, there's plenty of people, but, like, we all just have to calm our egos down in it. That, like, it's sort of some sort of failure that we can't just, like, do everything ourselves. That's just, like, societal programming, your optimization. That is, that doesn't have to be, like, you have the choice to kind of be like, all right, maybe I should go get my hands on some bodies, maybe I go work. I don't even I don't know, like people did stuff where you like worked on a cruise ship, which I mm-hmm. can't do that now. But I mean, there's ways to like, get experience. And I I I think we all owe it to ourselves to like soften our mind a little bit as to like what that can look like. And it doesn't have to be like, I don't know. It just doesn't have to be like exactly what you thought it was good. It and it it's not going to be like that forever. Like that's the yeah. thing is that like you can't forget. Like I can't forget that this iteration of what I got going on at Seed is like forever because it's probably not. And but for now, it's good. Yeah. Now I'm going to ride the wave, but like I know that I'm going to evolve and change as a practitioner. And as a human and as all of these things and, and like the, the, the quote unquote job, the work capital W like comes with you. It's
0: your journey. It is so much. So, so I think this is a good point to start winding down. I have, I have one, one final little question for you, which you've, you've, you've sort of like, said it in a million different ways throughout the interview, but I'm just going to let you kind of kind of give it a little ping. So because I think that we can often get caught up in the illusion that everybody else is ahead of us in the game, not all of us, I always say these things and I'm like, then I back up, backpedal, like not everybody thinks this way, but it's easy if you ever look anywhere around you sometimes to get swept up in, oh, so-and-so has already done that or so-and-so is already here. What I find is that it's really important to have your own vision of success and use that, kind of like you said, as your North Star. So, what does Reagan's vision of success look like?
1: My vision is I feel like my vision of success is my ability to be myself in and out of the treatment room my ability to feel free being myself in and out of the treatment room. And that just, and it usually involves a little bit of a, a like, I don't know. It's like a work life balance sort of thing. I'm I'm in an interesting point right now. Cause I feel like I work a lot, but like in comparison, I feel like I probably work like a normal person, which I just have had a really good leisurely life so far. So I don't know. It, it's like, I want to. My idea of success is to be able to spend time in nature and be fully present with that and not feel like, oh my God, I got to go like A, B, and C. It's like, no, when you're on, you're on. And when you're off, you're on too. Like that. <laughs> I mean, I was thinking about also my idea of like, I've recently done this, this like revamp of my office space. And it's been interesting because people, I've described it as professional and it's like borderline insulting to me.
0: I was going to say, you're like, oh my gosh, what did they do to make it better? But but it's so like, it was so interesting
1: to me to hear that. And I was like, oh my God, that's not the, that, but then I was like, all right, there, it's a feeling. And the feeling is like polished or like, and I was like, I was like, well, the word professional really, invokes some feelings in me that i'm not that into however the word like pro like pro tip that actually like makes me feel great like that's the feeling i'm going for is that like you feel like you're in good hands and professional isn't like a suit and tie i don't know so
0: you might be getting a little bit of that because i feel like because of covid we have to be so dialed in in so many ways so maybe that's part of the perception of professional
1: oh yeah I hear you. I wear scrubs. Yes. And and also I, I want to kind of again bust through that stereotype of like medicine is this like rarity sort of profession. And because it, it is medicine is what you do every day. And what I do every day for work happens to be medicinal, but medicine comes in all sorts of forms. And and I think that you know, like so. I mean, I guess I kind of like went off the track, but, but the idea of success is for me to be me and continue to do this work. You're
0: doing a great job. Thank you, Thank you so much for coming on. I totally appreciate it. And I really feel like this interview, you've said so many things that I think is going to be super helpful to people who are in a, either coming up in a similar situation or in transition. So many, so many really helpful thoughts and tips, especially with the QuickBooks and stuff. Just thank you so much for being on the podcast. I really appreciate you. Thank you. I appreciate you too. And thanks for doing this for people. It's, it's real service. Bye. Hey, thanks for listening. If you appreciate today's show, please head on over to Apple podcasts and leave a review and not for me. Don't do it for me. Do it sort of like Starbucks, you know, like buying the person behind you a cup of coffee. Do it so that the next practitioner can perhaps be inspired or get some help. Do it for that. I also want to give a special thanks, a little shout out to Le Grand Homme, Ma Petit Chou. Thank you for leaving me a really nice review. I totally appreciate it. And thank you also for challenging my language skills. I do not speak French. Take care. That's it. That's the end of the show. Thanks for tuning in. I really appreciate you guys. And if you appreciate this podcast, it would be amazing if you could head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave a great review. And if you don't like what I'm doing, then that's okay. No worries. Just skip